you got the whole city of Dover in a buzz. I mean, uh, have you talked to anybody back this way? Have you talked? Obviously, you talked to your mom and dad, but uh, what kind of a feeling are you getting from what's going on back here? Just immense support. It's really awesome. I mean, just being in a small town, everyone knows everybody, and I just my phone's been blowing up nonstop. And I actually have my uh, teammates and old coaches here as well. They came uh, for a little quick meeting, so. They drove two hours down here, so you can tell that Dover supports Dover. Yes, sorry. I cannot find the words. Sorry, I'm a little out of it because of practice. Hey, Hunter, I'm Colin from, uh, from 11 Warriors. Um, I was just wondering um, – like I know that I'm sure for you this has always been a been a giant goal of yours. Was it always a, when did it become like something that you thought might be realistic for you that that you might be here and 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 actually ready to compete for the Olymp compete in the Olympics? So two meets come to mind. Uh, Tier Pro Series Indianapolis was the meet where I realized that there was actually potential, but where it became a real like. Not, I don't want to say goal, but a real possibility was semifinals at Omaha. Why? Why is that? What What really made you? What really made that um, a reality in your mind? Um, well, the Tier Pro meet, I was not going into that meet expecting to be super fast, um, and I was able to get a best time by I think almost a second, and that really helped my confidence going into. Uh, going into Omaha and then I got another best time in prelims and I knew that I had more. So that night at semifinals when I went 52 and was going into finals, the second seed, I, it became a very real possibility. And I just wanted to give it my best and hope to get my hand on the wall. When, when you finished the race that, that really propelled you into the Olympics, did you realize how fast you had gone right when you right when you touched, or did you have to look up and be like, "Oh wow"? Um, so my first instinct when you touch the wall is always to look at the scoreboard, um, especially at this meet because first and second go. Um, so I actually looked at the place first, and when I saw the place, I knew that I had gone fast enough. Um, but I was definitely surprised to see the time along with it. Uh, Hopefully I can drop a little more in Tokyo, but I could not be more happy with that time. And going with Ryan Murphy is just an immense honor. What do you think helped you get that time? Um, just training. I, I've worked really hard for this and uh, I just had to trust my training to come back. Unfortunately, I was out a little bit slower than I had hoped. I felt like I was going faster, but uh, watching the video, I did not. So I knew coming up on that wall, I could see where everybody was. And I just gave everything I had. Hey, Hunter, it's uh, Derek Forrest with Muse 5 in Cleveland. How are you? Fantastic. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Bear with me on this question. It was kind of brought up uh, earlier, but uh, the whole practicing magic thing, right? Two-part question. Is there any like sleight of hand there 
getting to the wall for you there in the trials and and two and two does 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 it kind of translate the working on the magic and then swimming does it translate at all those two skills i think finger dexterity may help a little bit on just a little bit more reach because every hundredth of a second is going to count that could very well have dictated the race but it definitely correlates with swimming because from a young age, I've learned that the details are everything and you have to practice countless hours on the tiniest things if you want the right performance. Hey, Hunter, uh, Coleman from Swim Swam. Uh, can, can, you know, we've talked about how you uh, were a bit of a late bloomer. I remember talking to you at junior nationals and your coach saying, oh, this is just the beginning. Um, can you talk about what, when you really committed to swimming and what really flipped that switch for you of just going from, from a, from a casual swimmer to, okay, this is something I really want to dedicate myself to. Um, same as, uh, what I told you at juniors, it was, uh, the Fort Lauderdale trip. I, I really just wanted to go to Florida. Um, but there was also another level to that once I got into college and I realized how much more work I had to put in. Um, so it was a whole nother level of training that I didn't know existed. And I definitely attribute that to my recent success, just amazing coaches and awesome teammates that push me every day. They do not let me slack off. Hunter, Roger here again. Um, can you talk about how your parents have really supported you? And of course, Jake, I mean, can you talk about your family situation? They've really got to be behind you 100%. They are. It, it's kind of heartbreaking that uh, Tokyo isn't allowing spectators because I know they really want to go. But uh, it was the coolest thing. I'm so happy that uh, at least Omaha allowed spectators because... I mean, I don't mean to throw my brother under the bus here. I have never seen him cry. And he uh, started crying after just the semifinal. And I will never forget that. And luckily, Matt got some cool pictures and videos of the first time seeing my family after I finished second. And I will cherish that forever. My family means the world. And they've supported me from the very beginning, no matter what sport I had picked. Can you talk about the influence Jake has had on you? Obviously, he's a little older than you. I mean, um, you probably looked up to him as a brother, naturally. Uh, and, he, of course, he was a great swimmer in his own right. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Um, well, Jake's the whole reason I started swimming in the first place. I mean, I just wanted to be like him. And a little bit of brotherly, like, competition. I wanted to not only be like him, but be better than him. So he did swimming. I did swimming. And I wanted to be better. We constantly compared how many medals or ribbons we got, even though mine were participation ribbons at the time, it still counted. Um, so I've, I've always looked up to him. He's a big role model to me. And um, we've definitely gotten a lot closer through college. Um, I think the, the distance helped us grow closer together, but I mean, my brother is everything to me and is the reason why I'm here. 
Hunter, can you talk a little bit more about that relationship specifically? Um, you know, it's like he, he went to West Virginia. Se seemingly, you followed him there to West Virginia. And then I think at some point, uh, a lot of younger brothers kind of start figuring out what they want to do and carving their own path. And you eventually kind of carved your own path and, and went to Ohio State. Can you talk about a little bit of that journey for you? So um, my top two schools were West Virginia and Ohio State. Uh, I chose West Virginia because that was something I was comfortable with. Um, I was down there all the time. I knew the coaches. I knew the athletes. I knew the school. And don't get me wrong, absolutely wonderful school, like gorgeous campus. I don't know how many of you have been down to Morgantown, but Cooper's Rock is breathtaking. And plus a new pool. Like, you can't get any better than that. But I, I followed him because I saw what West Virginia had done for him. And it was a great opportunity. I don't think a lot of people get to be at the same school as their older brother. And he was there to take care of me and walk me through my freshman year of college. Um, but once he left, I realized that I wanted a little bit more from the sport. And I knew who could get me there. Not to say West Virginia couldn't, but it was also a little bit nicer to be closer to home. Hunter, you, you were called a, a late bloomer. I think some people who have that kind of potential alter along the way, and you've, you've managed to you know, reach sort of the, 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 the goals that you set out for yourself. What do you think has is, is allowed you to, to get to to get to this point determination i mean my entire childhood i was the slowest one on my team i mean i was getting beat by the girls i mean it was it was bad um, and but i knew where i wanted to be and i wasn't gonna let just being a late bloomer stop me from reaching my goals I continued to work on the details and the tiny stuff and put in as much work as I could so that when I did eventually grow, then I'd be able to take off and reach what I had hoped to, to achieve. And to throw it back to, to Magic for a second, you know, a lot of people are going to be introduced to you for the first time. Um, can you just explain like where that comes from? Just when people, when people talk to you about Magic, like how into Magic are you? I, I didn't hear last part will you repeat that just just how how much into magic are you like is that is that like your number one hobby outside of outside of swimming? outside of swimming yes um of course it slowed down a little bit because <laughs> this takes a lot of time on its own but back in high school when swimming was just a pastime uh that's not that doesn't make sense. Um, <laughs> but swimming was just swimming. There was nothing more to it other than to have fun. Um, I'd, I'd sit in my room with cards and I'd just practice. Um, but it actually came from a swim meet. One of my old teammates, Peyton Burris, we were going to a YMCA meet and we were in the back of the car and he showed me the cheesiest card trick. Looking back on it now, I don't know how he fooled me but he did. And after that, I told him, I'm going to go home. I'm going to learn how you did that. And I'm going to do it better than you. And I came back the next day and I did it and I saw his reaction and I'm like, well, there might be something to this. So I just kept going and 
I definitely think that magic has taught me to just, it showed what it takes, just repetition to get what you want. What, what kind of magic do you do? Like, um, how, how would you explain it to people who, you know, when they see it, they're really impressed, but how, how would you sort of just explain that? Um, I mostly just do close up magic. Um, it's a lot more personal and it's a lot typically better reactions because the closer you are, the more you think that you're seeing. So it's a lot easier to deceive you and you typically get a much better reaction when it happens in their hand. And plus stage magic is very expensive. So I, I stick with cards mostly, but at this point I'm trying to branch out a little bit. Hey, uh, Hunter, can you talk a little bit about how much the role Brenda Worley has had in your, uh, in your formation of your swimming? The, the probably one of the biggest impacts in my career um, in middle school, I actually was about to quit swimming completely. Um, I just wasn't having fun with it. I was tired of losing. Everybody else was growing. The girls were beating me. I just wasn't having fun with it anymore. And she just told me, just wait until high school. Just wait until high school. And I'm so glad I did. I mean, she's she got me started. She taught me how to swim. And uh, it's, She's there now, isn't she? She is. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he, he caught me looking. Yes, she's here, but she, she is a very big part of where I am today. All righty. Well, if we don't have, uh, if we don't have anything else, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll let you go. Uh, it, I'll, I'll open it up for one, one last, one last call for any questions. Awesome. All right. Hey, thank you. Thank you very much for joining us. We're, um, we're actually going to let you go and then we're going to give, uh, we're going to give our folks on the call an opportunity to talk uh, with Matt, with Matt, with uh, one of our assistant coaches, Matt Bow. So uh, Hunter, thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate it. And good luck in Tokyo. Thank you all so much. All righty. Yeah. And folks, we'll, we'll, we'll run this the same way. If, if you have a question, feel free to fire away. Just uh, uh, let, let us know your, your name and affiliation uh, ahead of time. And, and we're, uh, we'll, we'll let whoever wants to lead it off, lead it off. Hey, Matt Coleman from Swim Swam. Uh, hey, Coleman. Can you take us through um, how how Hunter came to be at Ohio State? Obviously, he was at West Virginia his freshman year, and he he had said Ohio State and West Virginia were his top two picks. So, can you tell us uh, from your perspective a little bit about that background and how Hunter ended up in Columbus? Yeah, I mean, to, to be honest with you, I, I think he he only really had two schools that were were kind of recruiting him heavily out of high school, and we were one of those schools, and West Virginia with the was the other school and his brother obviously swam there. So that was, um, you know, we, we always felt like we were up against it when family, you know, when his brother was swimming at West Virginia, but um, you know, we, we could see that he had a lot of potential. I don't think any of us felt that the potential was gonna, you know, be realized this quickly. Um, 
And so, um, you know, re really when people talk about him being a late bloomer, he, he really is. I mean, he, he didn't win a state title in high school. You know, he really came through that last summer before, um, before he moved on to college. So, um, so yeah, just, just, you know, one of those athletes that, that, you know, kind of finds the potential in college. I think, I think how he came to Ohio state, you know, he went to West Virginia, had a, had a great experience there being with his brother. And, you know, I think that was a, a huge factor for him. But when his brother graduated, I think he just felt like he wanted to be close to the home and, and just, uh, you know, he's, he's definitely an Ohio guy through and through. So I think the draw of coming to Ohio state was, was just too big. And, you know, we, we were very fortunate that, you know, he decided to, to come to Ohio state, having recruited him the first time around. And then to follow up on that, what uh, once he did get down campus, um, you know, we from from the media's perspective, we saw him Im improve in meets and throw down pretty impressive times. What 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 glimpses of that potential were you seeing from him um, in, on a day to day basis in workouts? Can you just repeat that last bit, Coleman? <laughs> yeah. Um, what what glimpses of of that potential that you knew was there were you seeing on a day to day basis from his workouts? Yeah, I mean, for, for me, look, looking at him in practice, it, it really is kind of the tip of the iceberg in, in terms of his. Um, hold on one second. We've got a low battery here. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and for me, his, his swim speed was really good. He struggled with a lot of the details of short course swimming. So underwater kick in, you know, getting around the walls fast. I mean, he's six foot seven six foot eight so you know that's that's difficult to get around the, the short pool um i would say the biggest thing that he improved in his time here at ohio state was just his overall strength and power you know he'd um he'd probably done dry land before but he hadn't really had a an organized lifting program so um you know it, it was kind of funny the first first few weeks of, of school just getting him in the weight room and we really had to teach him the basics of just you know, holding good form on a push-up. You know, when when you started thinking about Olympic lifts, yeah, it was it was just just using like the wooden broomstick or whatever it is in the in the weight room. So, um, you know, I think I think that side of it, the the strength piece, was the biggest um, biggest improvement for him this year. And then I I think really the thing that stood out was just he swam well at Big Tens. Um, and, and carried that momentum through to NCAAs. But when we got into the long course season, he just, you know, that was where he felt more comfortable. You could see it in practice. You could see it, you know, when he raced and um, a f funny story, but he, um, he went to the Tia Pro and he'd asked to go to a family wedding. I think it was the week, maybe two weeks before the, the Tia Pro. And so, um, you know, with COVID protocols, we were trying to get him in a pool down in Virginia where the wedding was, and it was really difficult to get him in. Well, then when he came back to Ohio State, he'd been away for so long that he had to PCR test, wait a little bit longer, you know, to, uh, to get back into training. So we missed a decent chunk of time. And, you know, me being the, the control freak coach that I am, I said, Hunter, that's, you know, that's not the ideal preparation for, for trials. But we'd already planned on going to the Tier Pro, so we sent him there, and, and I, I kind of put a little bit more expectation on him. I said, "Look, you've you've had a little bit more rest than what we expected going into this meet. 
that's okay, but let's go to the tier pro and really try and go best times. And, and I think he kind of looked at me thinking best times right now and, and uh, went to the meet, swam fantastic, did a best time by a second. And that, that was really the catalyst for me. It was just, you know, I think then he started to believe, okay, I'm, I'm now kind of in the mix where I could go to trials, make a final. I, I don't think even he believed that, you know, the Olympic team was a possibility, but I think he just thought I could get in the final at Olympic trials, which would be fantastic. Last, last little thing. I'm not going to, I'm not going to ask if you believed he could go to the Olympics or make the team, but did you think he had a 52 four? I'll be honest after tier pro, I felt he could go 52, 52, four. No, no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't believe that. Um, and, and actually uh, when he turned at the 50, so we, we planned on him going out a little bit faster than what he did. And um, you know, his strength, we knew that his strength was the last 25 and I, I'd kind of talked it through with him and said, look, there's a lot of people in this final that are going to push the first 50, try and go out really fast. I said, you've just got to swim your own swim, stick to the race plan. You can swim through people in the last 25, but he turned in seventh of the 50. And I was thinking, oh, yeah, no, my, my heart was pounding. He, uh, he definitely, uh, definitely did really, really well on that second 50 to come back. Hey, Matt, Colin Hostel here with Love and Warriors. Um, what, you talked about remembering him in high school. Like, what, how good was he back then? And if you had been told that by now he'd be an Olympian, what, what would you have said back then when you were watching him? Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. He, he wasn't very good in, in high school. I was, I was certainly, you know, kind of junior year. Um, definitely improved a lot in his senior year. I, I just remember seeing this kind of, big gangly kid with, you know, really long arms and legs. And, and, uh, you know, I remember looking at him in the water thinking there's, there's definitely some ability there if, if he gets strong and, you know, improves his technique and, um, you know, credit to, to his coach at the time, you know, Mike Davidson did a really good job developing him and, and, you know, getting him on the, on the junior national team. So, um, yeah, you, you can see the potential, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy how quickly he's realized that potential.